Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I am Will. And if you don't know who we are, we are two guys who've known each other since we were like six, who just love to talk about movies, rip them apart, and get into a lot of details. So, if you haven't seen what we're about to talk about, I would suggest that you listen to something else that we've done that you have seen <laughs> or heard. So, because uh, we get we get pretty deep into it, and it's definitely, um, it's, we're all about spoilers. That's all we do is, is really talk about it. This is not just some little, you know going over things really quickly and that's it you know we're gonna we're gonna get into detail here so uh just so you know what we're discussing now we are now into the falcon and the winter soldier wandavision is done at least for now and um they started uh disney plus and the mcu have started up with this whole new series that's focusing on sam wilson and bucky barnes and what's going on with them after the five-year blip situation right so um yeah, so this episode, the first episode is actually called New World Order, which I know makes you happy, Will. Oh, it makes me, ast- it makes me ecstatic. <laughs> but um, we're not Why does it talk- make you we're- so happy? Well, I'm a pro wrestling <laughs> fan, and I'm geeky like that. So, yes. But th- that's neither here nor there. We're not really here to talk about any of that. We're here to talk about this television show. And I, the one thing that I'm going to say about this is you and I talked about this, you know, back when we did our Wonder Vision recap and even a couple of weeks before that when we were theorizing about what the show is going to be. And we were almost dead on. This is very much, mm-hmm. you know, ignore everything, very action packed. There's not a whole lot of meat to chew on when it comes to this, you know, premiere episode, except for one big thing that we'll talk about by the end of this. But, you know, all in all, for what this is, it was a pretty good opener. It establishes the world and... It establishes both, both, uh, both Falcon and the Winter Soldier and their characters go into a little bit more detail, kind of like WandaVision did. You know, they were very much B mm-hmm. characters, uh, both Wanda and Vision, and you know, the the Winter Soldier and Falcon. I'm blanking on their actual names right now. They were very much B characters yeah, Sam when Wilson it came and Bucky to Bucky Barnes. Thank you, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. They were very much B characters when it came throughout the plot of of VMCU. You know, cinematically. And now they're being flushed out a little bit more, and I'm actually happy with that. So, good opener. Thumbs up mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. I will definitely have to disagree with you on one thing you said there. You said very action-packed. Yes, there were a couple of flashback scenes um, very quickly, but this show is... Um, so, I, I watched it twice, because for some reason, I love to watch the first episodes twice, at least, um, just because first impressions make a big deal. So, the last impressions, as we discussed before. Yes. Um, and just the importance of of having a good start, a good start and a good ending. I mean, it's just like you, your brain can do those tricks. You ever see those things where it's like, if you can read this, that's because your brain is blah blah blah. And it's because as long as the beginning is good and the end is good, you can fill in the middle and you're fine. Mm-hmm. So I think for the most part, that's how my brain generally works when I watch anything. So I really wanted to to get a better sense of how the show was going to go. Um, so in my second viewing, I was able to stop and appreciate it for what it is. Now, you can't go into this thinking WandaVision. No. Of course not. You can not. go into this thinking these characters were, were in, you know, are part of the, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. I can accept that. I can move on. We can go forward from here. Um, but it was definitely, um, it, was, it was dramatic, you know, and, I, and you could almost say long and drawn out. So my second viewing, wow. I was going into it saying, oh, I don't want to watch this episode again 
you know, it's just, to me, it was long and drawn out the first time. The second time, I'm like, oh, no, no, this is very well put together. Yes. It's not long. It's not drawn out. It's just when, when, you, when you come from such a, a great ending of a show or an interesting ending of like a show like WandaVision, the way it's all built up and everything, um, and then you go to something like this where you're starting back from scratch, it's just it's hard to be excited about that because you're still kind of running on the high of the last thing you were discussing. Kind of goes also kind of goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago about I wish there was a little bit more of a break than just two weeks to kind of clean everybody's palate out. And I'm actually kind of surprised to hear you say that because you've mentioned a couple of times that you're the guy that does like your you know fiction or at least the MCU rooted in a little bit more science than mythical and to hear you say that you mm-hmm. really didn't enjoy this your first time through or you were regretting or or dreading watching it for a second time that surprises me mm-hmm. because there's nothing mythical well, about that anything that's about going it. on i think now that i think about it, it wasn't so much me coming down from WandaVision and going up to that I think it was the fact that I already watched the Snyder Cut. <laughs> well, so we're not... Okay. When you say action-packed, I'm like, well, there's the Snyder Cut, which was pretty action-packed. Okay. That's, um, that's, I know we're not discussing that right we're now. We're not discussing but that right now. we may discuss that sometime this week because, yeah. Be on the lookout um, for that one. It's coming. I, I, am, I am all Marvel. I am all Marvel all the way. But um, all I can really say without getting too far into it was... My hat's off to DC for finally doing something better than what they've been doing. And that is all I'll say. Agreed. But Agreed. we are here to discuss the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that this show is definitely well needed because my main, here's my main issue with, I mean, Winter Soldier, we got a bit of a backstory from him or for him right off the bat with, um, with Captain America, the first Avenger, you know, he was introduced as his friend. He came along, he fell off a train or something, right? Was that what happened? He fell off a train. Yeah. And then his story was gone. His story never really really explained why he had, had to get a replacement arm, but I mean, they gave him a new arm out of metal with a big star on it. Okay. Um, but we've gotten nothing, nothing about Sam Wilson before like all he said was like i i remember in when we first int- he gets introduced in i think it's the winter soldier right Is yes that when, that's when he's first introduced yes. and um, and you know cap he, just, is, he cap- says he flies well no it's not even that it's just cap is running laps around him in the opening credits that, 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 on your left that's yeah. yeah on your left there you go and that was the whole thing and then you come back and that's really all you you get from him and then you know by the middle of winter soldier he's he's willing to help captain america because he's, because he's captain america you know he's he's a fan Boy right. of Captain America, right. and that's pretty much all we we really know about him and his character. Um, as oh, far- one thing I really don't appreciate it is just we don't understand where his wings came from. We just know that it's it was like Project Falcon, right? Yes. Is like part of the military. Mm-hmm. But who designed it and who maintained it? Well, that's what I want to know. I don't know. It wasn't Stark. No, it wasn't Stark. Maybe we'll find out. That what's, and that's what I'm surprised about because I mean. So far, what we've seen is every other military scientist creating some type of tech usually doesn't do as well as Stark. But so far, this whole Falcon setup he's got with Red Wing and, and um, you know, just like everything else is pretty awesome. And yes. it's Stark level. So I'm, I'm really surprised that they, they have never really explained where it came from, how he became the pilot that ended up, you know, using them. Um, it was never explained. It, all he said was, yeah, I fly. I'm part of the Air Force. You know, 
and he made some kind of like, you know, little jokey comment like, oh, yeah, I don't fly that way type thing or whatever, you know, and then we see he's got wings. I'm actually, I really wish I, I revisited uh, revisited the Winter Soldier before watching this show. I might yeah. if I can find the time sometime this next week. Mm. I really want to get get everything together. It's been a, it's been probably a couple years, if not more, since I've seen that movie. Right. Um, I, I remember the, the premise of it being really good. But re- again, the character just didn't get any development whatsoever. Zero. Way too quick, way too much of a yes. here's this. And then there you go. Suddenly he's flying with Captain America and he's like really cool. So but when but it comes why? to the when, <laughs> when it comes to the wings and the, and the whole setup, I'm perfectly fine with not knowing exactly where they came from. And I'm also fine mm. with him not necessarily being from from Stark. I'm actually kind of happy that the name Stark or the brand Stark isn't the be all end all for for military advancement. I think that would be a little bit too much for the MCU. So I'm actually kind of glad that there are other organizations out there that are, you know, creating gadgets and tech and things like that. Um, and I that's why I want to know who. <laughs> exactly. I want, well, we know it's not Hammer. You know, he's too stupid. So, <laughs> so, so there is that. But I don't, I don't know. I, for you, I hope we actually get an answer to that. I hope they do go into his backstory and they might. It's been, it's alluded to that they might do some flashbacks because early on in this episode, we do get a flashback of Bucky when he's, you know, all winter soldiered out and he goes on some mission to assassinate somebody. So maybe for, you know, Sam, we will get some of that, you know, his military upbringing Mm -hmm. or what happened with his family and why exactly he was chosen for the Falcon Project. I mean, Mm -hmm. all that is super interesting. So, and I agree with you. Um, I'm curious to know why you disagree that this was action-packed because it can't just be because you watched the Snyder Cut. It has to be a little bit more. Because the way that this well, thing... no, because the only thing that was the only thing that had action in it, really, I mean, really, was that flashback scene. That and then uh, somebody stealing some duffel bags. That w- it was very quick. It was not packed of action. There was some action in it, but it was not action packed. Well, the whole opening, the I whole mean, that, opening that's... sequence was pretty intense. The whole opening sequence was here's Sam what I mean. Here's what standing I standing mean. there holding a shield. The opening sequence of him jumping out of the plane to rescue somebody before they cross over the border? Oh, never mind. No, you're right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, man. Come okay. on now. Now, okay. when I, okay. now, okay. now okay. when you compare this to WandaVision, this is more action-packed than that show was. That's what I meant by this is going to be more action-packed than WandaVision. Right, right. Okay. And that's exactly, yeah, what, that's exactly just, what this was. We got exactly what we theorized a few weeks ago. So I'm like, how do you... How do you get that this wasn't actiony? Like this is this is this is action written all over. That's why I'm surprised. Like you didn't want to watch it for a second yeah. time. I was I was thrilled to watch this for a second time. I thought you know, this is kind of what I yeah, wanted. Maybe, and maybe it's just where I was emotionally at the time. I don't know. I can see that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let, let's let's go through it itself because we're already we're jumping through it. And I think so. I mean, we kind of start right off as I said. You've got you know Sam standing there. I got to keep reminding myself his name is Sam and not Falcon, but Sam is standing there and he's got the, um, he's got the shield and he's just kind of replaying in his head, you know, where, uh, where Cap's like, oh, how's it feel? And he's like, well, it feels like it belongs to someone else. And he's like, well, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, and that's pretty much where it starts off. And he's like getting ready for some type of event. We don't, we're not sure what it is. If I'm thinking, hey, maybe it's the funeral, you know, maybe we're picking up right here. You know, I thought it was going to be Stark's funeral, Mm. but Nope, it's not. But then we kind of get to him zipping up the uh, the shield, putting it in a bag, and we get over to a mission that he's about to do. So the mission he's doing is he has to res- rescue a captain 
um, that's, you know, being held hostage on a plane um, from like LAF, I think is what they were calling the, um, the group of people. Yes. And, you know, it's, it ends up being a really, okay, whatever. I, I, for some reason, I just, this scene escaped me because I watched it again and then I jumped back into it again today, which was later on. But they're on the plane. Um, or he gets up onto the plane and he's like peeking in and the guy doesn't see him. And I'm like, okay, cool. He didn't see him. But then the guy sees him. The yeah. pilot looks up and sees him. And he's like, ah, <laughs> and he's yelling to his friends. Like, there's a guy, there's a man out there. He's like, yeah, you're crazy. All right. Like, <laughs> you're ridiculous. Which I thought was a little out there. I didn't expect him to just be like, you know, totally shocked. Like there's a man out there. Like you've never heard of Falcon. You've never heard of like the Avengers. Right. Why are you surprised that somebody's coming after you? Especially since Whatever. later on in this episode, we get a couple of different people who recognize him as Falcon. Right. So it's like exactly. he's, he's, he's a household name at this point and people all over the world know him. But this rando pilot <laughs> doesn't know who he is. <laughs> OK. Right. Well, OK. Whatever. So he goes out there. He sends the Red Wing out that cuts this perfect hole in the side of the plane. Okay. And he just as soon as it pops out. Sam jumps in. I'm expecting, I'm expecting there to be like in every other action movie when a plane, when, when something with a plane goes awry for there to be some kind of a wind tunnel that just sucks everybody out. Like that's what I'm waiting for to happen and it didn't. And yeah, it's weird. No. It's weird not to see that, right? Like I'm not complaining about it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a weird thing not to see. Every time there is a hole in a plane, it's like wind tunnel and everything gets sucked out and we're done. This is just like, nope, not just, just a hole true. in a plane. It's not true because okay. we've seen tons of movies. I mean, how? how well, because think about it this way: How do people jump out of a plane? You've seen people jumping out of planes sideways out of a plane before. I mean, um, like paratroopers—they go out the back, no, you know, know, just like he did in the very beginning here. But yet, for some reason, it—it it, it depends on where. I guess it depends on where and how much pressure is in the plane. If you—if it's a, I think if it's a like a commercial airline, that's different than this type of plane, just by the way that it's built, the way that it's it's made. I guess cabin air pressure is a whole different thing. So I'm not. I think that's where we're where we're missing it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not complaining about it. I'm actually kind of praising it for doing something a little bit different. Yeah. Well, I, I've I feel like we've seen it before. You've seen people jump out of airplanes, you know, to go skydiving. Well, I mean, how fast was the plane really going? Is the question. Hmm. You know. I guess. So, I, and again, it comes down to cabin air pressure, but. Whatever. I'm not a scientist. I don't know what I'm talking about. Neither if anybody am I. wants to correct we're us. Not, we're not aerophysicists. So. <laughs> we're not aerospace engineers. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, um, he goes in there and it was like it was very well done. Like you can tell that he, you know, he works with this Red Wing thing really well, which seems to be an AI that he can just basically communicate with mm-hmm. that does this whole thing. It's 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 really it's really cool the way they do that. Like, it's not some robot that talks to him. It's just like, hey, go do this. Kind of like Stark would do with Jarvis. See, just maybe not to you, that degree. Hearing you talk about it like this makes where it came from even more intriguing. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. Like, I really want to know, like, how how he's got this this yeah. tech. And and it's funny because we'll talk about this in a little in, in the next scene, um, just where where it kind of goes and and his his level of of connection to his tech. But anyway, so he's trying to get this captain out of there, and these guys hop out with the squirrel suits, you know, and they're you know they got the captain strapped to the back, just petrified, screaming into the other guy's back, <laughs> right? As they're doing this really cool canyon chase scene. Yeah. I thought it was visually stunning. It was. It was and awesome. And honestly, 
they definitely put, and I'm wondering how the next episode is going to be because it looks like they put a lot of their budget into this scene because it looked awesome. I, it was very well done. This, this, it was movie quality. I am not, I am no longer going to get hung up on budgets when it comes to anything <laughs> Disney or Disney? Marvel. I'm just going to automatically <laughs> no. assume that the budget is infinite. <laughs> They're not. They're Pretty not going to cheat. I don't. I don't see them cheaping out anywhere. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I think you can expect it. Well, just hey, to, hey. I think it's one it, of those look, things. That look you what can, happened. It. Look what happened with that weasel creature in the episode of the Mandalorian that was just like really out of place. Yeah, that was really weird. Remember that weasel that was just there for no reason? Wasn't that the one that uh, was directed by uh, by Apollo? <laughs> Maybe. By Chubbs? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. And I'm just like, who, who thinks this belongs in here? It wasn't even, like, puppet-worthy. It just it was really weird. Anyway. Or the only scenes. Yeah, so or, the budget- or, or sometimes in those scenes where you saw um, Baby Yoda walking around, he was, like, cl- very clearly, like, puppet. And it was oh. almost like, I know well, where the, the strings are. Well, the puppet was one thing. But- <laughs> oh, was- what was I just watching? Oh, yeah. F- we were watching Flight of the Navigator. I, I mean, whatever. I've never seen it before. Chuck raves about it all the time just because he loves to like tell people as if they never knew that Paul Rubens Pee Wee Herman played the voice of the the basically the the ship robot itself anyway um and there were and I'm watching it and there is like they didn't even try to hide the strings pulling the puppets oh, like God. it wasn't even like it was not even remotely tried to be hidden I'm just like these look at all the strings like even my daughters were like why do they have strings on them, Daddy? I'm just like, we're not supposed to see that, sweetie. <laughs> <I> love, <laughs> but then again, this movie came back, came love, out back in 1986, and considering the quality, I'm just like, I love like, how eh. you had to say, we're not supposed to see them. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hey, I want my kids to be as critical as I am <laughs> when they're watching something. You know, this, no, I don't, they can be whoever they want to be, but no, it's just, that's how I am. I look at things and I go, "Oh boy." <laughs> I don't think I would so, want. I don't think anyway. I would want kids to be as critical as we are because then they're not going to enjoy anything. <laughs> they're just going to be sitting there pointing out all the flaws, like this, 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 this. What? what yeah, what but hey, if I don't get to be a director in the future, maybe they can. You know? Yeah, sure. Go for it. And I won't. I don't want them to make the mistakes that we've seen. <laughs> so, anyway. So they go through this whole thing, and at one point they're like, I think we lost him, and he's just sitting there already on the helicopter. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Actually, isn't that what he said? And you say, what's up? Yeah, so something like that, and then, <laughs> you know, commence fight <laughs> on a helicopter. Commence the fight. They're having yes. a fight there, and he damage, somebody shoots and damages the pack on his back. And I'm like, oh, boy, that's, like, all he's got besides, like, punching and kicking. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's not good. So he goes back. They they go back out again. It's funny because they're like chopper hopping in this. Like they're they're in, they're out. They're in, they're out. And I'm surprised they did it the way they did it because it would almost be like that's too much. But whatever. He's chasing him out there. He's getting attacked. His missiles coming at him and everything. And his and his thruster is you know malfunctioning. He's not sure what's going on. And I mean he knows what's going on, but he's he's we don't know what's going on. Like is he gonna make it? Is his thruster gonna give out halfway through and he's gonna lose the guy? Nope, suddenly he diverts all the power to where it needs to be, and he's just like, nope, I got a plan. Blows through the other chopper, grabs the captain, and then the other guy falls out, he dies, and then it's like, oh, wow, that was actually a really cool scene. Yeah. Like, even in the midst of of him having some type of difficulty, he managed to troubleshoot, fix it, and it won. 
you know, I didn't expect that. And I'll be honest, I really expected this to be like the beginning of something where he's going to have to go back. It's like, oh, we lost the captain and then come up with another plan. But no, that's not what happened. No, of course. I mean, it would have been it could have been cliche if that's how they started it off, especially so er so early in the episode. But no, it was it was really well done. I would have been very I would have been very disappointed if, you know, getting this captain back turned out to be the plot of this episode or the TV show. The whole episode. Yeah. Right, right. Either right. the whole episode, or yeah, if I mean, it was just the plot. They didn't of, establish who the, who he was, or if it was just the plot of the season. Like we have to find this pilot. He got away. I messed up, and now I have to fix everything. Like that's not that's not good TV. Yeah, that would be really lame. That would be really yeah, lame. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Something that you so, said. Something that you did say that you thought that was getting to the point where it was a little bit too much. There was one thing about this that I thought was a little bit too much, and that's these these paragliders who are for some reason able to keep up with Falcon in the air. I thought that was a little yeah. overkill. Like they should be <laughs> yeah. like they should be gliding down to the ground. And if you want to have them doing these aerial assaults and these tricks, okay. But there's absolutely zero reason why they should be keeping up with Falcon and why Falcon should have a hard time catching them. They're they're literally gliding right. to the ground, but they're they're not. They're makeshift flying, I guess. I did think that was a little much, yeah. but all in all, it like you said, it was an absolutely beautiful action sequence. And yeah. Coming off of coming off of WandaVision and opening up like this with a big bang that's again like action mind numbing is I thought it was really clever. I thought it was like just a brilliant way to start everything off. It was great. I had a lot of fun watching this. Yeah. So does that not make you want to try one of those suits out and jump out of a plane? Oh, absolutely. I mean, because I thought about like hang gliding. I'm like, nah, hang gliding. You get this big thing on your back. I'm like, that's just boring. But yeah. no, if I had a parachute oh and a God. flying squirrel suit, I'm like that dude. Because you would have you'd have two things. One. You can basically fly and do what you want that way. Yeah. And, you know, in the event that there's a problem, pull your chute. Yeah, I'm like, much. okay, so you got two fails. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I mean, worst case is, you know, your parachute doesn't work, too. I'm like, well, then <laughs> hope you can slowly glide yourself into water somewhere. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Um, but still, like, I would love to have a flying squirrel suit. That would be amazing. I that would be that. so cool. I that would, would be that. so awesome. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we get back. Throw that on Mission's my done. List. He's talking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you and me. That'd be the the last thing we do. <laughs> oh, what was that movie? Was it was it actually bucket called list? Bucket List with um Morgan Freeman yes. and um Yes. Oh my god. Nicholson? Nicholson, yep. Oh it's my called god. The bucket List. Yeah. Never saw it. I never saw it though. either. I just remember I just remember the advertisements yeah. for that and they were jumping out of planes and I'm just like the two old guys crossing things off their bucket now. list. Like, like, okay, here we go. I remember thinking about my bucket list. Andy Dufresne. Anyways. Andy Dufresne. He's like, yeah. <laughs> we got to knock these things off the bucket list, man. Actually, by the way, I'm, I'm so sorry, everybody. I failed to acknowledge that today is International Talk Like William Shatner Day. It is his 90th birthday. William Shatner is 90 years old today. Is he really? Wow. He's 90, That's and it's insane. and it's International Talk Like Shatner Day. I didn't realize his birthday was Talk Like Shatner Day. Yeah, well. So we all, at least at one point of the day, have to overact and talk almost as if we forgot our lines. But not quite. So, Congratulations. Um, you accomplished it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm not doing that. I can start that. singing Rocket Man if you'd like. Uh, no. Anyway. Please. please. <laughs> Continue. He packed his bag. <laughs> so 
we got him sitting there. He's hanging out with Soldier Boy. Um, I, what was that guy's name? Did we ever get his name? The one that he was in communication with? I, I don't recall don't his name. I don't think so. I don't think well, so. Well, congratulations. His name is now Soldier Boy. So, I mean, you can IMDB it. Uh, you know what? <sighs> anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, Torres, I think his name was. That's Torres? all I get is Torres. Yeah. Okay. So we'll sure. just call him Torres. Better okay. than Soldier Boy. Um, so the one thing I thought was really interesting is it shows him sitting down there at a cafe somewhere in some country or whatever. Was it Tunisia? Tunisia, I think. Um, and he's fixing his, his, like the circuits, the circuitry of his, of his, um, tech, you Mm -hmm. know? And as he's doing it, like the guy's reaching over and he's like, he's like trying to show him. He's like, Hey, Hey, get your hands off of this. Next, last time somebody from ops tried touching my stuff, you know, they messed it all up and I had to go fixing it again. You know? And so he's, he's very protective over his tech I'm just wondering, like, you know, again, where did he get it? Who actually owns it? Like, what's the deal there? Like, who is somebody like still does somebody still own it or does he, does he just take it and say, sorry, try to take it from me? I don't know. I really want to know where the tech came from. That's the biggest thing. Tony, we knew he built it. OK, got it. You know, everybody else, we kind of knew where they got their stuff. But here, where did this come from? I'm, it's it's going to boggle my mind until we just get some kind of answer. And I hope it's not some cheap you know, Ralph Bonner explanation, you know, like I really hope they don't just Bonner us up. So whatever. Here we go. Um, again. Here we go again with the theories and just, you know, get prepared to be just absolutely <laughs> let down by the end of this thing. It's going to be some, it's just going to be some rando in a lab going, you know, remember those wings I made? Yeah. Well, I made something different. Like we're going to get one of those scenes. Yeah. Like I made an attachment yeah, for I, it. I really or, hope not. Or I have an upgrade for you. Like, oh, cool. And you just go into a lab somewhere and it's just some geek sitting down with glasses on. We don't know him. Mm-hmm. He, he's just like a fresh face. I wish it was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I, I would love that crossover. <laughs> just Lucius Fox. Yeah, right. Wait. <laughs> the Nexus. Okay, here we go. Right. Um, so he's fix he's fixing it all up. And but the, the interesting thing about this whole scene, the beginning of it the middle of it, and the end. They keep on showing close-ups of the circuits that, hmm. or whatever it is he's fixing. Mm-hmm. So whatever this component is, it's showing, it's showing him fixing it, and I'm wondering why they decided to do close-ups. I mean, it could have well, just been something simple, just showing that he, like, at the very, when he walks away, it, it, closed, it did a close-up of his hand, picking it up and putting it away in his bag. It could be. And generally, they don't do something like that without a reason. There's a reason. I, I, I so. absolutely think there's a reason. And it's probably one of those things like, hey, we're focusing on this so that you remember it for when it comes into play later on. Like, we'll eventually right. get a part of this series where he is in trouble and we know exactly why. And it's like, oh, remember there was a problem? Haha. Like, one of those moments. You know what I mean? Right. It's probably there right. simply, I'm just, simply I'm, but, for that. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm just, yeah. I'm, it seems very minuscule right now, so I'm wondering why. I understand that it could fill into something later on, but it, but we weren't, we didn't know if Torres touched it and did something to it, or if, you know, he did something new to it. Like, there was nothing showing anything different about it. Just showed him tinkering with it, and none of us knew anything different. So that's why I was kind of like, hmm, I wonder why. It just seemed open. Anyway. Well, he's got Torres well, there. He's got his phone out. It's not. It's not uncommon. Well, we only have you know one other television show in the MCU for for reference, but it's not uncommon for mm-hmm. the opener to give you something that seems minuscule. That's going to be a very big deal, you know, later on in the series. Um, 
you think back to the pilot of WandaVision and how you had Agatha, who is just the nosy neighbor, and it seemed very minuscule, and it fit the time of, you know, the television show that that was spoofing, that turned into a very big deal later on. So it's not uncommon. It is you know, a theme. It's the fabric of, of the MCU and in, in, in the television series. Yeah, but series we caught on to Agnes pretty quick. We caught, we, we didn't, knew that we Agnes didn't, no, was we did be... not, we did not catch on that she was full on witch. We just pointed out. No, she, but we knew, we knew that she was significant. We knew that she was nosy. We didn't know that she was significant. I was more on the, who is Ralph? Like that was, that was my whole thing, but we didn't, I know, we didn't I know. really it's, point what a out. slap in your face was that? It was a big one. <laughs> We weren't we weren't pointing at her saying, "Oh, she's the problem. She's a witch. She's contr-. we weren't doing that." Well, of it was not. a very minuscule thing that we didn't really pick up upon until way way later. It's just spoiler it's, it's alert by the way. Yeah, <laughs> for those who haven't seen WandaVision. <laughs> whatever. They've seen it. Everybody's seen the show by this point. Anybody listening to this right now has seen WandaVision. Let's just mm-hmm. let's be honest. So I, I do think that's I do think that's a thing. You know, you have you mm-hmm. have these little you have okay. these little seeds that you plant at the beginning so that they grow into trees later on or, you know, they blossom later on. It's a really big deals. And yeah, I get I, it. I know. But it just it's it seems even smaller than that. Like it was just a weird, you know, DP uh, idea. Like, oh, let's get a shot of him. Put it away. OK, so he knows that he put it away and didn't just leave it there. <laughs> OK. <laughs> But again, whatever. man, attention, attention to detail. Mm-hmm. It means it, it, it means something. See. So m- let me ask you this, just because it's a, a matter of my um, uh, whatever ignorance to uh, to comics. Red Hand isn't Red Hand an organization? I have no idea. I have no idea. Familiar. I mean, and seeing the red know. hand, I'm like, oh, it's the red hand. So, but he, but he, so my knowledge, my knowledge of comics is pretty limited. I've read a couple of series that have nothing to do with DC or the MCU. They're, you know, offshoots and indie stuff. Um, that's kind of where I live. I don't, I don't know. I, I have no good excuse for why I never got really big into comics. I just, it's something that always passed me by. So that being said, I know nothing about Marvel Comics outside of what I do my research upon and what I read about online. I'm not doing that for the show, Um, at least not until, you know, after a couple of episodes, then I'll probably go and do some read up on some things. But right now, no, I know nothing of that. I know nothing of Hydra. I, <laughs> um, I'm clueless. Yeah. Well, I know Hand was like a like a ninja group or something like somewhere in the in Marvel, but like Red Hand, I'm like, okay, Red Hand, like that seems significant, but they're calling themselves the sma- the Flag Smashers. Hmm. He's like, yeah, that's a pretty lame name, but basically they're using <laughs> augmented reality in order to mark their territory and like where things are going on. So you've got this guy uh, Torres who's looking around with his phone and he's picking up this stuff. He's basically trying to get information about this group of people. Very because modern. Because they're like a terrorist group or whatever. Oh yeah. Very modern. I thought modern. that was really cool that they're using AR. Yeah, so yeah. did I. Not not just like some paint on there, but hey, stuff like this happens and it's like that's a real valid, th- again, that goes down to like the science, the technology. Mm-hmm. I do like that. You know, I like that they're using real technology and not just making some stuff up. Again, it's, I mean, Stark it's, it's was another definitely reason, going way beyond. It's another reason I figured you would be all over this because this is much more rooted in reality and science than anything else in the MCU so far. So I'm like, right, wow. Right. It's just speaking of that, while we're on that, while we're on this whole thing about technology and current technology, did you see that I forgot what company they're doing it, but they're they're they've they've developed it already. And you saw Ready Player One, right? Mm-hmm. 
okay, they've already developed, you know, the 360 walking, like, full virtual reality setup. It's already, like, it, it exists, and they're working on it now. It's, it's, this, it's this disc. It's probably, like, um, four feet maybe more in diameter and okay. you walk around on it and it huh. moves with you and it's, you know, you're set up with a full setup. So it shows us, it was a video that I saw and this guy was like running around playing a war game, oh, wow. running with his gun in his hand. And I was like, Whoa, like we're really getting there. I'm wondering and it's if funny it's, because I mean, I'm wondering if the, um, the disc is, is spherical so that it, it was, it, it was weird. It almost, it, it almost looked like it was concave. A little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, so I don't really know. It's huh. it's interesting the way the way it's set up. I don't know if it was just like a slick. It didn't look like a slick su- uh, surface or anything. It was definitely moving. Right. Um. But it was it was interesting. Um. So I saw that. And I'm like, wow. You know, we're really gonna get there. Good. Yeah. Finally, all those people who love to play video games will get some exercise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pokemon Go tried. You know, and it worked pretty well for a lot of people. Getting out and about, getting some fresh air, getting the vitamin D. Um. Uh, but hey. Now we're going to lock ourselves in our in our parents' basement and hook up to a virtual life and run around on a 360 treadmill. Cool. Have you ever seen I mean, that whatever. movie? whatever. It, it is really cool. The Have, technology is awesome, but... You know what that reminds me of, right and now. I don't know why? Have you ever seen Surrogates with Bruce Willis? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, yeah, too. Yeah, that's exactly... Yeah. Yep. That was a very interesting movie. They shot that in Lynn, actually. Did they really... <laughs> they shot a bunch of that in Lynn Mass. I remember when they were shooting it because I got a casting call for it, and I was oh. like, "Oh, that's cool." But Ooh. my life is just different. Yeah, no, I've, I, I still get emails for open casting. It's pretty cool. Anyway, um, so as we're going through it, he's talking about this red hand or whatever they're called, flag smashers. Just get over it. Red hand is nothing, apparently. I just checked it. I'm like, yeah, it's nothing. Um, but the whole point is they thought that the world was better. After, you know, the snap, like during that, there was like, we like the world better. You know, the world was, it was unified without borders. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what they're standing for. Um, it's like, okay, well, that's ridiculous, you know, because a lot of people were gone I and can, I was gone too. I can kind of understand why they would feel that way. It's, it's. Hey, Thanos thought that way. Exactly. That's my point. And it would be very, mm. it would be very ignorant to think that nobody else would be in agreement with Thanos. Right. Like there has to be other people out there who say, Oh no, this is, this is much better. There are more people who can survive and, you know, finite this, that Mm -hmm. and everything else. So it would, it would stand to reason that there would be people on earth who would absolutely agree with that mentality. I don't, Mm -hmm. but especially the ones who, who were, you know, didn't get snapped out. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, the ones who didn't get snapped away and they're living right now. I mean, they're probably, I could imagine, I could, I could even imagine that, you know, during said snap, there are probably certain lives that maybe even improved. So I can absolutely understand the mentality yeah. of, well, maybe we shouldn't have True. reversed this. Maybe things were better off the way that they were before. And that's, right. when you can understand the motives of a villain, it makes for a better mm-hmm. villain. So I, I did, yeah. I appreciated that a well, lot. Like, mm-hmm. don't just, don't just let it go. Don't just drop it and don't just, you know painted in a completely 100% negative light. No, it isn't. It's mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very gray area to think in. And I'm actually I know. glad we've talked we've talked about this before. I'm actually this glad that's exactly being... we talked about before. It's okay. a matter of, of and it's of it's actually understanding that things are evil aren't. And it's actually I'm at, but further to the point I'm I'm glad that it's being further explored here. I don't I mean 
say what you will. I mean, I'm not, you know, on board with with the terrorism and the activities and everything, but just the the idea of it, I'm glad wasn't just dropped. It's it's um it's definitely right. interesting and it's gonna make for a good a good plot point in the show, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. curious to see where it goes from there. Right. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how that lands, but I mean, I, like I said before, we we definitely discussed it before where it's like um they want you to understand that uh, what did we say before Hitler, Hitler thought he was doing something right, I guess. I I I assume nobody does things saying I'm evil and that's why I do this. Not no no person will say. No regular person human says I'm evil. And ha ha ha, I do evil things. Like, that's something from comic books and a joke. Everybody thinks that they're doing the right thing. For whatever reason. And I'm not saying that these people are mentally stable. But they think what they're doing is good. Everybody thinks they're doing something good. Whether it's good for them, good for somebody else, good for the world, good for this, good for that, good for the cause, whatever. Nobody does things because they think it's evil. Or they think it's, like, wrong. You might do things that are wrong, and then regret it. Or you might do things that are wrong and say, well, I can't do anything about it now. Let me just keep moving, you know? But the thing is, you have to look at the overall, like, is this an evil thing, you know? Well, Compared to the morals of, you know, simple things, like you shouldn't murder, you shouldn't this and that and whatever, all those actual, you know, commandments that people, you know, whether or not they're written on tablets, whether you're a believer or not a believer, we, we know what, what something morally wrong is, you know? We can choose to ignore it. Because we think we're doing something for a greater cause. You know? Look at any bad guy in anything. You know, unless it's a cartoon and a total joke. You know? Like, Lex Luthor wanted to do what he wanted because he was selfish. It was for his own gain. And he says, well, you know, I'm doing this, and look, I'll give these people this part, I'll give them this. So he didn't just sit there and say, I hate everybody, I want to destroy the world and just be the only one alive. That would be straight up evil. But, whatever. We can go back and forth and on that, on what is evil, what is not evil, and what people's intentions are. But, yes, as they've been making movies for the past, I don't know how many, 15 years or so, they've been making the bad guys more understandable. The thing is, they are going about it the wrong way, but their reasoning behind it is now understood. I much prefer a villain that I can understand and even on some level Mm -hmm. sympathize with than your typical mustache-twirling ha-ha-ha. Exactly. That's my point. That's a cartoon. That is a joke. That is not real. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. So, anyway, back to Falcon here. I, they make a comment at one point where Taurus is like, so a lot of people are thinking that, you know, Steve's actually on a secret moon base watching us from above. <laughs> so... <laughs> and Sam's just like, hey, really? <laughs> so... <what> you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then... The scene ends with him going off and saying, well, I got something to do. Secret moon stuff. And, okay. Secret moon stuff. <laughs> I, I mean. I thought that was great. I thought it was great. I mean, I, I honestly, honestly, and this is way out there, but, like, I would not put it past a character like Nick Fury to, to get Steve Rogers and be like, hey, you, you, you're coming with me. <laughs> I wouldn't, I mean. <laughs> At this point, the, yeah. the way that the scrolls are written into this thing and where Fury is and mm-hmm. yeah, I can kind of yeah. see it. I can kind of see it. It opens up a lot of opportunities. It does. Yep. It really does. As soon as he puts his shoes on. 
It really does. I mean, who's to say that, you know, the way that the way that WandaVision ended and you have, you know, a Photon there and she's, you know, going up to see them. How do we know mm-hmm. that the same thing didn't happen to Steve? Like, hey, Fury needs right. to see you. I could, I could absolutely see it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're not fighting me. You're, you're, we're not arguing about this. You're coming with me. I could totally see mm-hmm. this. It's absolutely yep. possible. Right. No, I agree. I totally agree. Cool. <laughs> so, um, so we get over to Sam, and he's doing this speech about Steve. Um, <laughs> I love his line. He's like, well, he mastered posing stoically. <laughs> um... And he just kind of just talks about, you know, the whole point behind it is like, yes, you know, this, you know, the shield is a symbol, but it's also about the man, you know, the people behind it, these heroes, mm-hmm. you know, and he's going, he's like, we need new heroes to step in. And he basically, he takes the shield at that point and just gives it to the Smithsonian. Right. You got a guy who comes up, and I, I didn't really know quite who the guy was, the bearded dude. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hey, thanks for coming forward with the shield. Right. You know, that was a really wise choice. Coming forward with the shield, so it, it implied that he, you know, he took it, and he shouldn't have had it, but he could have kept it, and nobody would have known that he had it, type thing. Well, I mean, Cap but gave just it to like, him. Yeah, like, exactly. He didn't take it, exactly. Cap gave it to him, so that's not... Oh, I know that, but, but the thing is, like, the government themselves, who at one point thought they owned Captain America, right. you know, whatever. That's my whole point, is like, thanks for coming forward with it. Um, so he goes off, and you see, you see Rhodey, The point is um, here... The who's, po- like, res- Exactly. We'll get into the whole roadie thing. And the the point is here is that for whatever reason, he didn't feel like the hero. And I don't understand why. No. I don't I really don't understand why he felt the need to hand over the shield after, you know, Cap hand picked him to take up this mantle. It it's Yeah. Well that's I think that's what we're I mean, obviously, that's what we're gonna get into in this series. Exactly. Is we're gonna be building up his character. Um we know um, anybody who knows anything about these characters, we know that both Bucky and uh, Falcon do become at one point in their history the they become Captain America. Um, I didn't know. So that's, we're that's gonna pretty get... cool. And and obviously the way that they're going here is we're seeing that you know he's probably going to step it up and become Captain America at some point. Absolutely. It's gonna, and it's going to be like that that Molnir moment where you know where I he didn't grabs know the, he grabs the hammer. So I didn't know very much about. Um, John Walker going into this, I knew the name. I did not know of anything about him. All I knew was the name, and I knew that there was some association with um him being Captain America at one point. So I don't know exactly how that's gonna turn out. Because when I was doing my research on John Walker, there's nothing in there about him being a villain or being, you know, a secret Hydra agent or anything else like that. It's very he's very much painted in a very positive light when it comes to comic lore. So, I don't know exactly what's going to happen with Falcon or Bucky for that matter when it comes to terms of either one of them picking up the mantle to be the the next Captain America. And I I will say this. I know that Falcon was handpicked by Steve to to do this, but it it makes so much more sense for it to be Bucky. Yeah, it it, oh, just, it does. I, it it's just one of those. It's just one of those baffling things. Like, huh? Why was this decision made? And I really hope. I hope we get more answers to that as well. I hope you know. It's just. I don't know. Maybe I'm dreaming. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. I don't know much about John Walker, the character. Hmm. I mean, I know Wyatt Russell. Like he's been in a few movies I've yeah. seen. He was yes. in like Twenty Two Jump Street and a few other things. But um, 
Yeah, I'm interested in seeing where they're going with it, because they definitely didn't paint him in, you know, the best light, the way that they announced him, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to pull a Mandarin on us here, where they're going (laughs) to kind of just like... (laughs) There's a lot of references we have here, so... Um, But they might just pull a Mandarin where it's just like he's just there as the obstacle, you know, before before one of them, whether it's Bucky or Sam, become the new Captain America. Right. Um, but the way they're playing this whole thing up is we already know that Sam was handed the shield. Captain America did choose him. Yes. To become the new captain. And so if they don't eventually give it to him, that's just weird. You know, very, he needs to take that back. He needs to get over whatever he needs to get over so he can take up that mantle. And that's the point that, that we're getting to here with Rhodey. You know, Rhodey's looking at him and you can tell he's very confused with all of his responses. And he's like, why didn't you pick up the mantle? Real, he yeah. says straight up. You know, and and Sam, you know, basically just restates that same thing we've heard multiple times, which is it feels like it belongs to someone else, you know, and he explains that's how he felt when he got it. He's like, this does not belong to me. And he's like, oh, well, whatever. OK, <laughs> reach out if you need anything, because I think you made a dumb choice. It's almost <laughs> like there is some there is somewhat of another um, common theme that's going on. It's almost like. It's almost like some of these characters, they're letting, they're letting loss cloud their judgment. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. it's, it's very, it's very weird. <laughs> it's a very weird yeah. thing to, to but that's what's, but that's what's, what's going to make for what we've always talked about, make something really good is right. character development, exactly. which we clearly saw in WandaVision. Um, we did not see in the Dark Tower. Um, we've seen <laughs> in so many other things. Um, but again, I mean, we've seen it before. My favorite I always go back to is Spider-Man 2. You know, he wants to give up everything. He's like, I just want to live my life and just be normal. But then he realizes he is Spider-Man or the, the Batman Forever scene. All those things that were cut out where the reason why I was called Batman Forever is because he was struggling. Right. I just want to have a normal life. Maybe I should give up the cowl, you know, just hang it up. And then he realizes, no, I'm Batman forever. I think I a better, be like I, that's, I think a much better example is um, Far From Home and Peter's growth in that movie and coming to terms with Tony's loss. Like, I think that's a better example of, of <laughs> it's, in my opinion, like what we're talking about right now, it's a much better example than Batman Forever, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a direct example because it's in the MCU, but whatever. Okay, I'm just saying I was very, very, very happy with seeing those deleted scenes because it, it made the movie, it just gave it a whole new life to me, just seeing those scenes that were cut. I'm like, wow, that would have been so much cooler. But anyway, anyway, we get over here and suddenly we see these people running through and we see it's a Winter Soldier attack. You know, we know it's a flashback. I'm looking at it saying, but he's good now, and he looks like he's bad again. Oh, this must be some kind of flashback. Yeah. Sure enough, he goes out, takes some people out, says, Hail Hydra, and you see this, you know, this little Asian guy who's been running away, and he's over there fumbling with his key, just like shoving it into the door, not into the door, not into the <laughs> keyhole, just the door. The door. <laughs> and it's just like, he's like, uh, and then, you know, I didn't do anything, I didn't see anything, you know. And he just goes ahead and shoots him, and he wakes up on the floor in his apartment, right? Even so, if he, even he's if clearly, even if this kid managed to open his door, like get in and lock it, it wouldn't have done any good. And the Wonder Soldier's gonna, you know, punch the door off the hinges, and that's still gonna be it. <laughs> so it's like, what, what's what's the point here? Well, right, and that's why he gave up. But the whole yeah. point was, he was trying to get in there before he saw him. 
I guess so. Yeah, 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 I can see that. I mean, wouldn't you try until you, you know, I would I mean, try, you but do? it's like it's, you know. <laughs> Resistance is futile. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so he's there, and it, it cuts over to a voiceover. There's a therapist, and she's digging, trying to get stuff from him. She's like, oh, so, so when, you know, talking to him, you can tell that they have some type of relationship where, you know, she's like, yeah, I, she goes through the whole thing about her being a soldier at one point, and she was pretty good. She knows how people are. She goes, tell me about the nightmares. He's like, I didn't have a nightmare. I'm fine. Everything's good. And then he's like, all right, well, she. so finally he gets into <clears throat> the situation, and it kind of gives us an, an understanding of who he is and why he's where he is right now. Considering everything he's done, why is he able just to walk the streets? Ah, okay, so we find out here. And they did it in a very good way. They didn't just explain it or have some kind of, you know, scrolling explanation of why he's where he is. They used this whole situation. You know why you're here. You know this has happened. You know it's great that you got a pardon. You know, very simple ways to work into the story and explanation so we understand. Again, right. it, it, you can go back to the whole, like, Rhodey showing up. I'm here. Let's move on. You know, like, here's a great way to explain it but not have to get into so many details. It sounds like they're just teaching us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing it We're seeing it really happen and unfold in front of us. Or not unfold, but at least be explained in a real practical way. <clears throat> so he starts talking about this one situation. So basically what we get out of this whole thing is that um, he now uh, helps – point out hydra agents people who've worked for hydra and he gives them over to you know the authorities like oh and that's how he's pardoned now because he's using his memories and the things that he's been able to dig back up and he's um doing some good so that's why he's basically free to live a life right cool but the problem is his big question here without going into too much detail is like he says he wants peace but you can tell he's just he does want peace, but she's like, that's baloney. You don't know what's going on. You've got your mind back. You've been pardoned, and you're free. And he's like, free from what? Like, you, know, like you can do whatever you want. He's like, what can I do? Like, who am I? He has no idea who he is anymore because of what's happened to him. So it's, it's, it's a continuous struggle of him trying to discover who he is. And it's funny because um, my wife and I were actually talking about stuff like this recently and a few other friends. It's... So, for example, let's just say I'm, I'm in a rock band, you know, I, I, I am, um, but I have been for years. And maybe it's a reason why I haven't told people the band broke up because the band didn't really break up. We just haven't done anything. COVID didn't help. You know, we had a we had a dry spell and then COVID and like, OK, well, it's already difficult enough to get together as it is. We're just kind of on a hiatus, but we're not officially broken up now. Am I? Am I saying that because I'm holding on to this is who I am? Is this my identity? What happens if I'm not in a band? How are people going to look at me? Where do I fall, you know, into this into this world? What is my purpose? You know, think of like the you know the uh, the robots. You know, they're just saying like, oh, I have no purpose now. I've already done my mission, so now I'm just obsolete type mindset. You know, and people go through stuff like that, especially somebody who's gone through traumatic experiences like Bucky here. So. He's clearly just like, why am I still alive after everything I've done? You know, I've completed these missions, whether or not I wanted to, and they're done. If all this is gone and my life is handed back to me, what is my life? I'm, I'm over 100 years old. I don't have anybody close to me. You know, he's, he's basically borderline, like, suicidal because he doesn't have anything that he thinks he's living for. I wouldn't say he's Which, suicidal. Again, I wouldn't say he's suicidal. If he was suicidal, I think he would have done himself in by this point. 
Right, but that's why I said borderline. I didn't say he was. So, I'm saying he's borderline because he's he's in the mindset that a lot of people have when they're there. It's like, well, what else am I here for? And we see a lot of this happen with soldiers. He, you know, they go through their stuff and they're traumatized. There's the PTSD, and eventually it's too much for them, and they, uh, unfortunately, they they take their life. He is. So I agree with you. However, he is making a lot of effort to change. The fact that he's even going to therapy and 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 in a way committing to this to this action speaks volumes because a lot of people don't a lot of people will just go because there's a court mandate for them to go when they'll just go through the motions of everything he's actually there and he's actually attempting to open up and he's talking about some of his experiences and like you said he is trying to correct a lot of wrongs by exposing hydra agents or former hydra agents and everything so there is a lot of effort on his part that is being done so that he can you know one day have a satisfying life and i think that's he does not want to be there he's not going there willingly he's, he's going not, there because no, he's mandated of course to not, go there who does though <laughs> if you if anybody who's ever you know gone to gone through any type of trauma and had to go through any type of therapy or counseling they don't want to be there but the, that's not that's the not point. The, the point is not wanting to be there or wanting to be there or whatever. The point is, is that you actually commit to the action and you actually talk and you actually open, open up a little bit. He's doing He that. wasn't opening up. He wasn't telling her anything about what was going on in his head and his nightmares or anything. He was being, he was being a stone wall. He was giving her nothing. He was sitting there. And, and then he vaguely, he vaguely explained something that he did without any detail. That's enough. Didn't say what he did to the guy. Didn't say he knocked the guy unconscious. That's enough. All he said was... There are times, there are times when that's enough. Speaking a little bit could be speaking volumes. It's, 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 it's minor. I'm not saying that it's, you know, full blown open and he's on his way to recovery. No. But what I'm saying is you have to appreciate the effort that's being done here. He's 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 yeah, doing he, it. He's, he's there. He I do is. appreciate him. I'm not discrediting it. I'm just saying he's not willingly there opening up. He doesn't want to be anywhere. He's doing it because he was told this, that's when he has to be there. That's that's my only point. Another and that's my that's the point of growth that we're going to get to. I'm not I'm not saying he's such a bad guy. I'm saying that's the point of the show. The show is going to get into it. We're going to see him open up more. We're going to see well, him build a relationship. There's, there's a lot more. There's a lot more, more of him opening up in this episode when we find out that, you know, the person, well, the, the, the Asian kid that he killed, he's now kind of pseudo taking care of his father at, at, at a little bit. That, yes. That, yes. That's a lot. That's a lot for well, a person to do. Well, that's what we're going to get into right here. Exactly. So we've got this character, Yori. Uh, was it like Nakajima or something? Or y- Yakajima? Whatever. Um, Yori. So he's there, and, and you can tell that he's making efforts to basically look after this guy mm-hmm. and take, help him out. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? Stop fighting with your neighbors. You know, what are you doing? And it's, it's called codependent rescuing. It's what people do in order to feel better about their situation as well. Um, but he's just, he needs to make amends. It's part of one of his three rules, you know, which we find out the three rules are, you know, don't do anything illegal, don't hurt anybody, and make amends. Right. That's his his goal. That's his plan. Mm-hmm. But here he's he's finding it difficult. You know, he's built this relationship with Yori. And at one point they're they're talking and Yori just goes ahead and asks this girl out for him. He's like, oh, you can hang out and play bingo or pinochle. She goes, yeah, but not pinochle. <laughs> Bucky's like, well, hey, what's wrong with pinochle? <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, he's like, okay, he goes in there and he starts sharing his story about his son and just saying, like, he'll never know what really happened. And, you know, clearly it's affecting Bucky and you're like, oh, I wonder yeah. that would make that would be 
make perfect sense exactly after what we saw so it, it's affecting him he's a, he's bothered by it and he just he's feeling at that point just horrible horrible and he doesn't want to break it to him you know you can tell he's just like fighting with it but anyway this is all just kind of giving it's it's giving the the premise of what people are struggling with in their personal lives at this point you know, which we didn't really get with them before. So this is their way of giving a, a not a backstory, but a deeper story of who they are outside of being in an, an infinity war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get over to Sam, who's on his way down to Louisiana to see his family. They got Wilson's seafood. And all I thought the entire time was Forrest Gump. I mean, did you not think like Bubba Gump? That's all that kept going through my head was, you know, it's a shrimp boat captain. <laughs> eh, a little bit. No. I, okay. Eh. That's, that's whatever. Whatever. But I thought it was funny that they all call him Uncle Sam, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Uncle Sam, <laughs> salute. Um, but they make a comment, or he makes a comment about, the, about the, the boat they have being held together with duct tape and prayers. Okay. And his sister Sarah is just like, we have to sell the boat. We can't, keep, we can't live like this. We can't keep it up. And, you know, he's just like, you can't, basically, you can't do that. You know, we own, like, I own half of this. I own half. It, uh, it's all tied into all of other stuff. All of our, like, the house is tied into it, too. You know, we're in a bad spot. You can't do that. There has to be a way that we can get through it. So he's really trying to hold on to his his stuff, which is, you know, makes sense. And wouldn't it's, you? It's, it's wishful thinking. Yeah. If you're at the point, if you're at the point where you're financially struggling and you kind of have to cut, you know, the fat, in order to survive or to keep your business afloat, especially this boat. I'm, I'm, I understand sentimental value, but there's a point where yeah. the cost <laughs> outweighs everything else. And oh, I know. It's, it's about time to come to terms with that. And like his sister well, said. And that's like, where the growth is going to come. Like, yeah. And it's like his sister said, like, you blipped out. You were gone for five years and I was left here to take care of everything. And we're at the point right now where it cannot be done. The boat got to go. So, yeah, he's going to have to come to terms with that and he's going to have to let go. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot more backstory when it comes to him and his relationship with his parents and why he's so sentimental about this boat. I'm, I'm expecting that, but it's not going to change the way I feel about this. The, if the boat got to go and the boat is costing too much money, then, then the boat got to go before you, you know, put yourself in financial dest- destitution or you have to close down right. your business or, or what have you. It's, uh, yeah, that's... Like you said, it's going to be a lot more character growth coming along with that. Right. And I think what's good about this is it's leading to something that I've always kind of wondered, you know, especially with all of this, is how are people surviving? Like, if they don't have jobs and they don't have income, they're just being heroes, you know, and we're getting into this. Like, how is it affecting the families that they're attached to? How's it affecting them? Like, yeah, he's got what he needs. He has a place to sleep and whatnot, and he's always kind of going here, there, and wherever. Mm -hmm. So so what's, what's his life like outside of it? You know, I, I have wondered that. Tony Stark, you don't have to wonder. He's got everything he wants financially. Right. Um, and then, you know, Thor, he does not live on Earth. <laughs> okay. Uh, there we go. But I think, you know, looking at it from a perspective like this, it's like, yeah, well, how do they survive? You know, how is that working? Well, Especially I mean, now that Tony's gone. I'm pretty sure Tony was providing food for the Avengers in their complex at one point. You well, know, that like was a, that was a, what they needed there to keep. That was that was a big thing in in the comics when it comes to a lot of these stories. Line is Tony was you know funding a lot, and he was making sure that everybody was kind of financially taken care of to a certain extent. I don't know exactly how that works here, 
But I mean, it's not like it's not like Falcon doesn't have a job. He he's in the military, so he's getting he's getting paid. You know, regardless of what happens, he's getting some kind of income. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Bucky. I don't know what he's doing for money. Um, I don't know. That's a weird. That's yeah. that's that's that's, I don't know. that's the only interesting one that I can see. Well, there. maybe they maybe they're also paying him as an informant. I don't know. Probably, yeah, something, some type of maybe. monetary gain. Maybe, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 interesting, but, but I don't know. I always, anytime we go through any of these, any movie, any television show, the one thing that I never question is money. You know, right. I never, I never really and question it's, it's where, we never where, think about that. where certain characters are getting, getting money from because it's always such a non-issue. But here, it's not the case. I mean, you think about it. You got Batman, okay? You got Superman. Like we all know what they do. Like Batman is just rich, rich and nuts, mm-hmm. rich and nuts. Uh, Superman works for the Daily Planet. Okay, we got that. Cut over to to Marvel. It's like okay, uh, Deadpool is a mercenary. That's how he makes his money. Um, like every, every, everything else seems to kind of explain it, but then you get to the Avengers here. Um, I mean, yeah, Professor X, I'm sure tuition, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> professor, there's always some type professor of explanation. X, professor X is independently wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he was born into yeah. his his millions, so I don't think there's any, you know, thing there. I mean, what, I mean, what is it that you're exactly looking for? Like, do you want like a point of view from you know, his accountant team? Like, here's how we're gonna spend his money, <laughs> and here's here are the stocks that we're going to invest in, and we're gonna buy this property so he can get like, is that what you want? Sure, why not? Okay, but my, <laughs> but really, it does come down to like, what about these these Marvel people? Who don't have explanations? What is Wanda doing? I don't know. What was Vision doing? He doesn't have to eat. <laughs> um, I don't eat food. You know. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> I will agree with just, you just on so that. Wanda, knows, Wanda my, my, my wife throws bags of garbage down into the basement while I'm down here every now and again, and I always feel like you know, sh- sh- it's just like she's just like feeding you know the beast in the basement. <laughs> Here's your fish heads. <laughs> So every now and again, the door opens up and then somebody throws something down. I just go, thank you. <laughs> I will tell you, though, speaking no, about... No, I lose you? No, no, you didn't. Speaking about, um, speaking about income, Wanda is an interesting one because she got nothing. Nope. nope like, nothing. I, I, okay, like, she, she created a hex. If anything, she probably owes. Exactly. If anything, <laughs> she, was, she probably she... owes. So like, <laughs> but she got nothing. Like, she created this hex and she just disappears and then, like... Now that you bring it up, like, how did you afford this cabin in the woods? Like, did you just take it? She she built it. She built, she built it with her mind. Gotcha. With her red wiggly woos, she just built it. I wouldn't be surprised. We get to Bucky and his, and his date. He shows up with flowers, and she's like, oh, that's so adorably old-fashioned. <laughs> and <clears throat> there's a few scenes here. I think it's, it's great that they were kind of hammering this whole thing home that he's over a hundred years old Mm -hmm. because you can kind of forget that because that's the whole thing about both Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes um, is that they were, they were from the twenties, you know, and then here they are now, you know, like, Whoa, that's crazy. Um, So we're getting more into, into an understanding of who everybody is and why they're there. And you can easily forget, you see this young guy, you don't think that he's got like older wisdom, 
Right. You know, we they joked about that before with Captain America. It's like, oh, I actually understood that reference. You know, like all the different back and forth stuff. And he's like, what's this? And he had that list of things he should know, which it's funny. And I think that was in um, that was in the Winter Soldier between him and and Sam. Well, he was like, oh, Trouble Man soundtrack, you know, or Trouble Man, whatever. Like you got to hear this. And um, if you go in different countries, they had different things on the list. You know, when they went in the movie, you know, when it was released in different countries, each list was different based on the country really? and what was popular. Yeah, hmm. that's a that's an interesting little tidbit that's interesting. there. I thought was pretty cool. Um, that never mind. I mean, you do know. I mean, I know we're jumping off here, but I told somebody this a few days ago. Somebody who's a real big Star Wars fan who apparently didn't know this, but it was it was a fact I read years ago. But when they made Empire Strikes Back, you do know that they didn't that the line that was said during the scene that when it was shot was not. Luke, I am your father, right? Nope. You don't know that? Nope. Okay, so the original line was, Obi-Wan killed your father. Hmm. Hmm. Reason being is that they didn't want the crew to spoil it for anybody. So they said the line. The only person who was there who knew about the line was Luke, so he could react that way. And then when the movie came out, everybody's mind was blown. How cool is that? That's cool. I mean... I think it's pretty cool. I mean, because that's a huge spoiler. Like, that was, like, the biggest spoiler of our nerdy lives. I mean, we knew it because it wasn't a spoiler for us. Unfortunately, we were born way after, you know, well after it came out. But still. How much... Like, okay, okay. Man. My, my, my thing about that is it's... it's Like, I get it. I get why they would do something like that. My thing is why. Because what... Spoilers. What? No. Not in... 1980. Not spoilers. in 1980. Spoilers in 1980 was like five people know. They're not telling uh-huh. millions. You're not reaching millions of people by putting it on social media. I know. It's just... I know. Eh, that kind of thing. Like, really? I know. Like, you went to that extent to, 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 to hide <laughs> a spoiler in 1980. And, like, so, so what? So that a group of people working in the studio didn't find out, ooh, like, that, really? Like, you're working in the studio. You no, they would, have, they would have told this person, that person, the other person, because of how big of a phenomena, um, or, yeah, of a phenomenon the first movie was. Bucky's over there. <laughs> and at one point, she's, the girl's talking to him, and they're going through some stuff, and she's like, wait, she's like, oh, man, you sound like my dad. Wait, how old are you? And he goes, 106. <laughs> and she laughs it off. And it's just, it's, it's too funny to me because, you know, wait, how old are you? Like, having no idea. He's like, 106. It's not a lie. It's just he doesn't look 106. That's, it, it, that still blows my mind because if, if his body stopped aging, is he technically 106? Like, that's, a, that's an odd perspective to think about. If, if the body, if the aging process was literally frozen... Would you go by the by the birth year? In reality, when you when you're talking about how old somebody is, it's like, well, what he's else 30, would you go by? But he's 106, huh? What else would you go by? I mean, you would have to go by your birth year. I, I there's no other. There's no yeah. other measurement that you could really use to determine how old somebody is, with the exception of their birth year. So I would still go by their birth year. I wouldn't yeah. say, well, wait, how long were you frozen? Okay, we're going to subtract this, carry the one. Okay, I, <laughs> no, that's way too complicated. It's just like, what's your birth year? Okay, oh, I this know. is it's how too old complicated. You are. That's why they said, <laughs> exactly. But it's still a really weird thing. You know, that's why they keep calling him old man. But he's like, I'm 
dirty, dude. <laughs> In their mind, they are, you know, so... Well, you, and you also have um, to take you also have to take the time error that they grew up in into consideration. Like exactly this person, exactly. like this guy's like, you know, talking like her dad and bringing flowers and the whole thing and being very mm-hmm. old timey and no 30 well, year old be- is doing yeah, it's that. because it's how he was. He was raised. Exactly. exactly. I get it. Anyway, they're they're going to play battleship, you know, drinking battleship right. get the waving cat that's bugging him. He stops it. It keeps going. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't understand the waving cat thing. It's it's there. You find them in a lot of restaurants. You find them in a lot of restaurants, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, usually Chinese restaurants. Um, so anyway, um, are you close to your parents? Any siblings? No, no siblings. Parents are dead. <laughs> and then she starts going off on, on, on Yuri, how things have been difficult for him. And, you know, there's no, there's no words to describe it when you lose a child. You know, yeah. only, there's only, like, widow or a widower, but nothing when you lose a kid. That must be so hard. And the worst thing about it is he has no idea how it happened, and he'll never know. And he's just sitting there like, ah. Tap dancing <laughs> like, on those nerves. Okay. Tap dancing it's just, on it's those so, nerves, man. Oh, it's so That's bad. Rough. So he just, he just goes, excuse me, gets up and leaves. Yeah. And I feel bad for her, kind of like, she has no idea why. He could have just been like. You know, I mean, obviously he was tortured by it, but he's not ready to have a relationship with anybody. Absolutely you know? not. I so feel bad for both of them. So he's just, yeah. I feel you know? really bad for both of them. So it's just, them. it's sad. Yeah. I'm wondering if she's going to continue to be a part in it. I kind of hope she does and then gets in a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, that's the softy in me. We'll see I, what happens. I guess. But he goes over there, he goes right to Yori's house, right? And he shows up, and then as soon as he sees, like, the shrine set up for his son with the incense, he just bails yeah. on his, his plan to, you know, basically explain what happened. He goes, oh, I owed you for lunch. And, you know, he just walks off. So eventually, ev- um, eventually this has to come out, right? Like, eventually oh, yeah. Bucky and, and, and Yuri have to sit down and have a talk about this. They have to. I mean, he's still on the list of that people that he has the, to make amends to. I think that would be, like... For Bucky, that would be the ultimate sign of growth and of moving on with your life, or at least, you know, beginning to. Like, this is something that has to happen. Yeah. He, at, at some point, he has to just, you know, realize within himself, you know what, <laughs> MK Ultra and mind control, and it wasn't really me, and I have to make amends just because I remember, and this person oh, who yeah. I'm taking we care see how of well right that now. W- that went over with Tony Stark, right? That, that went over so well with Stark. So... I still don't understand that whole scene. Okay. I mean, I understand Tony was hurt, but it's like it, it, that was like he was he was a different person. Tony like he was on some type Tony, of drug. Tony was blinded by his emotions. Rage. Eh. I wouldn't even say rage. I would say was, emotions, because you get that whole thing where he has the um the augmented um the glasses and he has that vision of his parents. There's a reason why mm-hmm. that yeah. was at the beginning of that movie, so that later on it oh, would mean course. so much more. So yes, he was of very course. much blinded by his emotions, and and yes, he was a very angry person in his adulthood. We don't know yeah, enough wasn't, about wasn't that we technology called barf? Yes, barf. We don't know <laughs> enough about Yuri to make that assumption that he's going to you no. know react in the same way. He very much could be like, you know what? I believe you. It wasn't you. I understand. It's crazy and he most times. likely will because that's yeah with the way that this is, is panning exactly. out. Exactly, most likely will. Exactly. I mean, it's still going to hurt, but I think just the closure of the whole thing will mean a lot to him. 
course. I mean, at first he's probably gonna he's probably gonna leave. He's gonna walk away. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a cliche type moment that we'll right. probably eventually see. Right. Um. But anyway, we get back over and we got Sam who's hyping up Sarah about the new great options they're gonna have. You know, once they go through the the debt consolidation and everything, getting all the loans together, and as he's going through all that, he's trying to get the he's trying to get the um. Oh yeah, as that's happening, we got Soldier Boy, uh, Torres, who's going to meet up, you know, at the meeting place. Like, he, you can tell when he was saying stuff earlier, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to get some intel and I'll do some research. He's like, no, he really is, is like, stuck on this and focused on this, this group, the Flag Smasher group. Yeah, right? he's on the ground. So he goes to the meeting spot, not a note, he looks at one guy, he's like, hey, is this where we're supposed to meet up? The guy's going to say a word. Next thing you know, these giant duffel bags come flying out a window, you know, it's like they st- they robbed a bank or robbed something or stole something, whatever. And he's got his phone in his pocket that's recording the whole thing. And he goes over and tries to arrest this big dude. You know, he's over there with the mask, rips the mask. He's like, hey, I don't know about jurisdiction over here, but you're under arrest. And the big dude just picks him up and tosses him around like a toy. Yep. And first thing you know, I thought. He's floored. He's on the ground. He's messed up. The guy stomped on his face. First thing I thought here was this hat. Well, theory, big theory of mine. First thing I thought was, is this just another super soldier? Yeah, I'm wondering. The way and that I think the way that he was into. just the way that he was just tossing this guy around, the way that he was moving, the way that he was in you know just engaged in this combat sequence made me think like, is this just another mm-hmm. super soldier? Like another failed experiment? Like, right? Are we going down that road? I mean, not not to the degree of uh, of what was that abomination? <laughs> not not going to that degree? No, no, not soldier. not like that, not like that. But I mean, like, and not even, not even necessarily along the same lines of Steve or Bucky. But you know, right, somewhere right. somewhere within that same family, I'm thinking, right, something exactly. else is going on here. And I, and I think we, I think we might get into it, and it could be something tied to Bucky's past. Possible. It could be. Possible. And, and I think it would be great, and that's what that's what could help bring these two stories together. You know. Because right now we haven't seen the two cross paths at all, Mm-mm. you know. So we'll we'll see how this comes together, and it, it may be very connected, which would make sense because that is kind of the the middle story that neither of them are directly connected to. So I can see that being a point that's going to bring the two together. So we'll see. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm interested in seeing how that goes because mm. that guy was definitely not just some regular human. No. Something was going on there. Of course not. <laughs> anyway, so we got back to Sam and Sarah, right? And they're in the bank, you know, they're getting ready and they're talking to the banker. And the guy's just like, I know you. Don't I know you? And Sam's like, hey, you might know me. And then does this little, like, goofy, cartoony wing thing. He's like, I got wings. And he's like, oh, I knew it. You're Falcon. High five, you know, and just like, it's ridiculous. But we, we get the sense that the banker is just not going to be able to do anything. It's like, yeah, you're really cool. Can I get a selfie? Can I do this? Like, yeah, but you don't have any, um, you have no income for the past five years. You, yeah, I was gone with, like, several <laughs> billion other people. I was blipped. <laughs> It's like, come on. But he's saying, he's like, oh, listen, I got government contracts. I got all this, and I can clearly get an SBA loan. He's like, yeah, well, things like that are just tighter, you know, when, when all this stuff happened. People leave, then they all come back. It's just, it's not easy to do. And the I, guy is just. I, abs- I, I kind of agree with this. Can you imagine the amount of people that are probably applying for loans? Oh, yeah. Like the, the oh, yeah. amount of money that is being drained from the economic system. Worldwide mm-hmm. has to be astronomical. Mm-hmm. Oh my! I can't. I can't mm-hmm. even fathom. Like, 
so I, yeah. I, I kind of get it. Like, listen, we're, we're tap dry. We, we, we don't have it. <laughs> I kind of get it. Right. Kind of get it. Right. Yeah. It just, it just stinks. It's, you know, yeah, it's bad. In, in it's disheartening. But, it's disheart- but you know what? It's disheartening, but I'm pretty sure that there are millions of other people who are in worse situations than they are. I mean, right. when you when oh, you own a, when you own a business and there is some income coming in, and it's your responsibility to you know kind of trim the fat. I'm sorry, but the bank isn't gonna alleviate that for you. You kind of got to do something on your own, and that's what this. It's right. it's just more of, it's more of Falcon trying to hold on to what he has he, for whatever reason. He does not mm-hmm. want to let it go, and he. Absolutely yep. has to. The bank isn't gonna. The bank isn't Time gonna to get help a big do boy that. job. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, but he gets into this whole thing where he's clearly just fighting for it, and he's just like, "We're gonna get that loan." He's being stubborn as around there, and he's like, "Listen, the boat and the house—they're all tied in together, and it's our family's legacy. I'm not selling our family's legacy, you know." And he goes out there. He's trying to fix the boat. The boat won't even start, and he's he's getting to that point where he's really just like, "I'm at my end. I don't know what else to do here." And at that point, that's when he gets the, the contact from, from Torres, who's mm. all beaten up and messed up, right? So he checks in with him, and he sees the video, and he's like, okay, like, this is crazy. You said you were just going to get intel. He's like, yeah, well, I didn't. <laughs> um, he, got, he was there, and that's what happened. He's like, okay. Um, so then after he's talking about how he tossed him around and everything, the guy's like, you don't think that he could be a, and then it cuts him off. You know, before he even gets to it, because we're sitting there thinking the same thing. Like, he clearly seems like some type of super soldier or something. Like, he could be this, he could be that. Some kind of superpower is added to him, because nobody is able to do that like that, you know, easily. So he's like, I'll get back to you. And then we start seeing the thing on the TV. So that guy who basically thanked him for, uh, for coming forward with the shield is now appointing a new Captain America to be a new symbol. So I saw this, and I'm just like, okay, so they're just looking for a symbol right now. They're not looking for a hero. They're looking for someone just to be a new face, you know, to give people hope. Pretty much. Especially when you see this dorky guy walk up there with his ears poking out and his little wink. And it's funny. It's funny that his ears are poking out because that's clearly not the way that, um, (laughs) it's not the way that Captain, you know, Steve Rogers wore his helmet his mm. ears couldn't stick out because they were underneath the helmet but this guy's got his ears poking out the side they purposely did this to make him look like he does not belong in that suit they did it to make it you look know? ridiculous they did this is not and, believable and he gives this little dorky wink <laughs> it, it's funny because if you know the guy the guy um who's playing john walker um wyatt russell i mean first of all do you know who that is not off the top of my head i don't it's, it's kurt russell's son oh is it yeah wyatt russell oh wow Okay. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's Wyatt. Yeah, Wyatt Han Russell. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt and um, Goldie's son. So that's interesting. But it's funny. Like, you see the guy in other stuff, and you're like, he doesn't look dorky. But you see him here, and you go, oh, my God, this looks ridiculous. <laughs> Who is this imposter? And that's the whole point that they're trying to get across. They want him to look like this guy does not belong in that suit. 
you know? If he if he was, they would have made him look good. Right. You know, so I don't see it lasting very long. Neither do I. Think I. This, again, I think it's going to be a big Mandarin situation where it's just it's just a misdirect for for us because we know that that captain you know that, that John Walker is is a character you know and it would eventually become Captain America but See, we don't, don't know think, to which degree I don't even think it's going to be a Mandarin type thing I th- I just think it's going to be one of those things where you, he <laughs> he doesn't fit and eventually he's going to come mm-hmm. to the realization that he doesn't fit. Like he's going to eventually find himself in a situation where he's not going to be able to handle and people above him are going right. to be able to handle it for him. And it's just going to make him look like an even bigger joke. That's 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 yeah. the feeling that I'm getting from this, because what you said, him just being he's a figurehead. He's just the face of right. this and we need a symbol mm-hmm. right now and we're just going to throw him out there and hope that it sticks. And right. yep. <laughs> it's not going to stick at all. Nope. This is going exactly to fail well, miserably. So I'm not saying it's a Mandarin like he's I'm not saying it's a Mandarin like um, as far as the way they did it in the movie. Not like from from that world. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's a Mandarin thing like it's a fake out for us. Mm, OK, that's what I mean by it. It's a fake out for us because it's like we're not going to see this and be like, oh. Because if anybody knows, like you said, John Walker, they're like, oh, he was Captain America at one point. But I don't think they're going to go into him like being Captain America, like no. battling and fighting and no. stuff like that. It's going to be just like he is just this face right now. And we're going to be like, no, 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 sorry. That's ridiculous. We're moving on. And if that's that was going to happen. If that was the case, there wouldn't be that, you know, awkward smile and that wink. And exactly. No, that and was a little just, wink. It was so yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah. stupid. So, yeah. So, I mean, basically where I'm at with this is. First viewing, I was like, okay, not bad. Really interesting way to do it. Um, and then the second viewing, I, I almost read, like I said, I almost dreaded watching it again. Mm-hmm. I just, because I was like, there wasn't enough. Where, when WandaVision came out, we got two episodes at once. So we got a pretty decent helping right yeah. off the bat. And I thought that was great. With this, we only got the one episode. I'm just like, okay, I'm still not really getting the feel for what we're going for here and where we're going to be going. So, I mean,. Then again, WandaVision was all over the place, and we and we were like, we're just guessing every single week what's going to happen, what's going to happen. And they made it a big mysterious thing. This show is not so much a mystery. It's no. not meant to be a mystery. That's not, not what all. Marvel is. So we're not going to have a lot of things for us to be guessing about. It's more just like, well, this could happen. I guess we'll see. But it's not who's doing it, what's happening here. We know who's doing it and what's happening here for the most part. So, yeah, I'm interested in seeing what happens with the second episode. And seeing how far they go. Um, do we know how many episodes they're they're doing for this? Are they doing the same thing? I don't know. Right now, everywhere I've looked, including IMDb and Wikipedia, it, it both have six episodes listed. Oh wow! So it's really Surprising. it's it's really short. Or maybe they'll you know announce more the further into this thing that we get. Sometimes I've seen that happen before, where they don't want to you know. Or maybe they'll break it up. Yeah, they'll, like they'll break season. it up into something like that. Um, six episodes does seem kind of short. But um, no, yeah, that's super short. In in this first episode, you're it's continuing with the theme of growth and character development, mm-hmm. and right. I felt like this, I felt like this throughout WandaVision, and I still feel like this now. I feel like we're watching very, very well produced advertisements for the next phase of cinematic features. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. That's that's how I feel. Um, yeah, this is this is just it's all just supplemental exactly. stories exactly. to fill us in, so we don't have to dwell on that when we get into a big feature film with everybody else. So, and I'm I'm having a blast. I mean, this first episode it yep. was really good for what it was. 
I don't expect, I didn't expect there to be some, you know, groundbreaking moment. I didn't expect it to boom. I didn't expect it to do anything that the first couple of episodes of WandaVision did. I knew that this was going to be different and I approached it as such. My expectations were set low so that I would be Mm -hmm. super excited by the time that this thing ended. And it worked for the most part. It worked. Um, the only real issue that I had was those 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 paragliders at the beginning of it being able to keep up with Falcon. I was just like, no, this is unbelievable, and that was the only thing. And when I only find one thing, yeah. like that, okay, whatever, I can forgive that. It's whatever. But for the most part, yes, it set up everything perfectly. Um, we're yep. going to get a lot of Falcon and him growing as a character and developing as a person, and him letting go a lot of his past. And the same thing is going to be happening with Bucky, and hopefully, mm-hmm. pretty soon, this ridiculous Captain America ripoff will be exposed and for you know whatever and somebody else more more qualified will hopefully take up that mantle later on but so far so good first episode big thumbs up yep. for me I really really enjoyed nice. it yeah um my my big thing and like I said before I think it was I think it's good I'm ex- I'm I'm more excited to, to watch it than I was when I first saw that it was coming out like mm-hmm. I just the characters themselves I was like oh there's no depth to them but then I have to think well, like well this is going to give them depth ah okay well that makes sense so going into it seeing the way they do it the way that Bucky is going through a lot of his stuff because that's the biggest thing is like Bucky is so disturbed mm-hmm. he's been through so much and I mean for him to be having like flashes and nightmares of the things he did when he was not under his own control you know in control of his own body and stuff in mind um those hitting him, that's going to make this awesome. We're going to see a lot of great things. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, unfortunately for me, I started watching the Snyder Cut of Justice League <laughs> before I started watching this. Oh, so that was your it, mistake. It's kind of like, that, okay. that was my mistake. That was your mistake. <laughs> so, see, I made sure so to my watch thing, this first. <laughs> so my big thing is, it's kind of like, so somebody, and I'll just kind of jump into this for a second, but The Flash, somebody told me The Flash was a great show and I needed to watch it. And I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And The Flash came out maybe like three or four years after Arrow came out. As I'm watching the first episode of The Flash, I realize that he's actually on a rooftop telling his story to Arrow. And I'm like, ah, now I have to watch three or four seasons of Arrow before I watch any more episodes of Flash because I'm like that. My OCD and liking to know the whole story. Uh, I really need to know who Arrow is before I can get into Flash. Right. Okay. So I watched that. I watched Arrow and I got into it and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Then I started watching Flash again. I'm kind of like, oh, Arrow's so much like I, I got into this feeling of Arrow being so cool because I was binging it. You know, I was blowing through it and I'm just like, OK, let's go through this. And I watched all those seasons and finally cut up to Flash. And then suddenly Flash didn't really matter to me anymore. And then eventually now I'm back to only watching the Flash because they made way too many different things spin off with all of their crossovers and everything. Now you've got like f- 10 different shows. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to watch the Flash because there's time travel. I like that. <laughs> so. But yeah, like when you watch something and you watch something else, like it, it can definitely dull your senses, you know, to something that's not at that same caliber or at that same level, especially when you go from a big action-packed movie to an episode in a, you know, mini in a mini, you know, series on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, I think I, I definitely walked into it having been too hyped up because I was maybe like halfway through Justice League before I watched. I can absolutely <laughs> see I that. I can absolutely, see, I can absolutely <laughs> see being halfway through the Snyder Cut. You're just so hyped up and you're like, oh, my God, I can't. And you go into this and it's like, uh, I, I so, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. That was so, that was your mistake. If anybody, see, why, if anybody hasn't seen the Snyder Cut, I mean, I, honestly, that's a big deal. If anybody hasn't seen the Snyder Cut yet, I recommend you watch that. As soon as possible, because we're going to be talking about that this week. Uh, we need to. That's going to be a long one. So it's going to be a long one. So we have to. We have to be. We're going to have to really uh, plan our day accordingly. But um, so yeah, let's uh, let's be prepared for that. Uh, but yeah, we want to get this out here and want to talk to you guys about um, about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it's obviously the newest thing of Marvel. And yeah, I'm definitely, I'm hopeful that the show is going to continue to grow and continue to get better and fill in those gaps and uh, just answer some of the unanswered questions. I really hope they do. I just want to know where he got his tech. That's my biggest thing. Where did he get those wings? I hope we find out. Eh, we will see. But hopefully that'll happen we will for see. you. I don't, I don't, hopefully. I really don't care all that much. I know you do. I, it's, yeah. It's neither here nor there for me. It's one of those things like, yeah, he got he got cool wings. Okay, cool. Let's let's move on. I, I don't think like that's it. I All think right. <laughs> that has to be the least important thing out of this television show. When you're especially when you have like some social commentary going on about PTSD and depression and, and just everything that that is. Tech wings is like, yeah, that's it's cool. It yeah, would be but cool. you know how I am. I know. You know how I am I know how about you are. Wolverine's Wolverine's claws. It's like it's something so dumb. Like just give us an explanation, please. I will be hung up on this until the day I die if I don't just get some type of explanation. Even if it's a bad explanation, I don't care. Just somebody give me an explanation. <laughs> I don't care. Anyway, that's all I have to say about this. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Thank you, Will, for being a part of this conversation, as always. And I'm excited to see where we go. Have a good one, everybody. 